we come into their presence, we're expecting something to happen. So like um, if you meet Sandra Bullock at, at the uh, airport in LA, she's only about so tall. Same with Tom Cruise. Now on the, on the, on the golden film, they look like they're about six feet tall, right? Uh, but they're, they're relatively short. Uh, when I was at Wheaton College and Father Brad knew me there, we were somehow, he was at some other wild seminary at that point, I think, or something. John Stott, the famous Anglican, came to Wheaton, and so I was uh, expecting an Anglican presence. You see, I was only one of three Episcopalians at Wheaton at that point. In fact, on the, on the um, application to the college, there was no place to put your denomination if you were Episcopal or Anglican. I was an other at that point. Um, and so I was expecting uh, John Stott to arrive in an Anglican collar. But because uh, he was low church and, and, and very evangelical, when he came, he was just in a regular old suit and tie. Oh. I was crestfallen. Uh, because everybody at Wheaton knew about John Stott. They probably didn't know that he was an Anglican, but John Stott was a leader in the evangelical church, in the worldwide church, and I thought he should, he should play the part. And unfortunately, that morning, he did not. I did get him to sign my Book of Common Prayer, however. All right. So I wasn't totally deterred. The same thing happens in Nazareth today. Jesus, full of the Spirit, says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this is crucial. Luke is uh, relating this event to us, and this is crucial to know. Jesus is not, Jesus is not mixed up about who he is. From the beginning of his ministry, he knows the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. He is anointed to do the Lord's work. This means that later on when he's talking to the Syrophoenician woman, she is not educating him in the need to go to the Gentiles and to be nice to Gentile people. Okay, Jesus, from the beginning of his ministry, is the Messiah. There's a new kingdom afoot, and he's going to talk about that today. He's going to talk about proclaiming the gospel. He's going to talk about liberating captives. And interestingly, he reads from the book of Isaiah. Now, if he was reading from the Torah, he would not be able to skip around in the scriptures. Uh, if you read the Torah, you had to read straight. But if you read from the prophets, you could skip around and you would use the, the time when the translator is uh, reading in Aramaic what Jesus is reading in Hebrew, you would use that time to jump back 
he's mainly reading in Isaiah 61, but he jumps back to Isaiah 58, which is probably in a column close by. Now, why are the people upset about Jesus today? Well, the background of Nazareth is that it is established as a city by the Maccabees. You'll remember that the Maccabees uh, were persecuted and were trying to throw off the Greek kings and culture. So they established Nazareth in the north as a Jewish city. A Jewish city amongst other Gentile cities so, so that they could claim back the territory. And so Nazareth has a particularly nationalistic, narrowly nationalistic flavor. Jesus is not interested in that at all because he is here to proclaim the gospel to the poor, to release captives, and that means everyone. He serves the God of Israel, who's not limited to Israel, but is the God of the whole world. Amen? Amen. And he serves a God who calls us to serve him. We don't call God to serve us. God calls us to serve him. And so when it gets to the point in Isaiah 61 where we start ragging on the Gentiles, Jesus omits that and proclaims the favorable year of the Lord because I am here and I am his servant. Interesting. Jesus takes on the title of the servant of the Lord. These are the servant passages that he's quoting from Isaiah. This is fulfilled in your hearing. He's saying, I am the servant of the Lord. I am the Messiah. The community is not. Salvation does not come from the community. Salvation comes from God. And it's not just for us. It is for all. No, no, no. That can't be, Jesus. Uh, you, you must not remember our history. Um, we are here for a special reason. And Isaiah in chapter 61 says, we will receive what the Gentiles have worked on. We will receive their riches. We will receive a double portion. Where is that in your sermon, Jesus? So you see, the folks are not happy about Jesus. And he says what we will read next week. Doubtless, folks, you will say, physician, heal yourself. And then he gives them two illustrations. He gives them illustrations from the time of Elijah and Elisha. And he said, there were a lot of widows who didn't have food in Israel. But Elijah went to Syria 
and blessed a widow there. Good news. Going out. God is working. A woman. Jesus is commending a Gentile woman's faith. You'll remember her. She, she kind of hemmed and hauled. She didn't want to give Elijah the last bit of bread she had. Of course not. This is a Jewish prophet. What do we have to do with that? She's thinking. But she went ahead and did it, and God blessed her kitchen. And her oil, her container of oil, never ran dry. For obeying, for trusting, for moving out with the prophet of the Lord. This Gentile woman, who Jesus is commending as a hero, receives the blessing of God. This didn't happen in Israel. Then he talks about Naaman, the Syrian general. He comes in to Israel to hear the wonderful news of what God can do. Elisha doesn't even greet him at the door. Elisha sends out the servant and tells Naaman what to do. Go wash in the river Jordan. The general says, why would I wash in the river Jordan? I come from the rivers where that flow down from uh, the mountain, Mount Hermon in Damascus. We have beautiful, fresh, flowing water, and you want me to go wash in a mud puddle in the middle of Israel? So the servants here have a, have a major role to play. So the servant comes to Naaman, and he says, General, you know and I know that the God of Israel will heal you if they had asked you to go, uh, you know, a thousand miles and find something, you would do it. Now just obey what Elijah has told you through his servant and see what the God of Israel can do. And Naaman does it. He obeys, even though he doesn't like what the God of Israel is saying, and he is healed. So, another hero, a hero, a foreign hero, a Gentile, a non-Jew, obeying the Lord, listening to the Lord, and receiving the blessing. So the exciting thing today that Luke gives to us is this sermon by Jesus in Nazareth. These are the words of Jesus. This is put together by a Jewish Christian who heard that sermon, and Luke adapts it into his gospel today. Jesus is saying, I am here, I am anointed by God to serve him and to set up a new kingdom for which I am the new king. And this news is not just for we Jews. This is for Gentiles as well. The reaction of the people is, is to do something. If, 
the same thing that if you would hear blasphemy from someone, that is to go throw them off the side of the cliff. And, and if they're not dead by the time they reach the bottom, then you pick up big stones and throw them and, and, and kill them that way. Heresy. They regard what Jesus is saying as heresy. He refuses to condemn the Gentiles. He says, this message is not just for us, it is for the whole world. And these Gentile people heard the word of the Lord, believed the word of the Lord, trusted in the word of the Lord, and built their lives upon the word of the Lord. Who will you be like? So, the folks in Nazareth decided, let us stone Jesus. Let us throw him off the cliff. We don't like him. And he was, he was uh, the son of Joseph. He should have known better. He was brought up in Nazareth. He knows our history. He knows that we're oppressed. Jesus says, I have a different task than what you are culturally used to. We are to proclaim the gospel to all. Who will you side with today? Will you side with the people of Nazareth or will you be on Jesus' team? Jesus calls us to join him, to trust, believe, and act on what his program is not what our program is. And he calls us to believe in him today. This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.